Welcome to track number 13 of Obligations of Christians to Use Means for the Conversion of the Heathen. So let me now give you about 100 different things that you should say how to witness, right? And what you must be a witness of Jesus Christ. Amen. Number one. Remember always the principle of witnessing. Okay? The principle of witnessing is what have you seen and what have you heard? Amen. Amen? About Jesus. Hallelujah. Now do you know why preaching. What makes preaching powerful. When it is real. To you. Like it's real. Like what I've seen. What I've heard. Like you explain. No I saw it. I tell you I saw it. Amen. So what makes preaching real. Is what you've seen. What you've heard. And what you believe. Amen. Now many years ago. Before I start giving you the long list. And I can't take a lot of time on each point. Because there's so many points. A man who did not believe in God. Decided to read Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. He was an atheist. When he read it. He was I think a lawyer. He got saved by reading it. Like reading the testimony of Matthew. The testimony of Luke. The testimony of Mark. And the testimony of John. Matthew, Mark and Luke have similar testimonies. Matthew, Mark and Luke. John is a little different. But it's their opinion. What they saw. So we want to hear from Curtis too. We want to hear Curtis's version. Yes. We want to hear Priscilla's version. We want to hear Ivy's version. We want to hear all of your versions of Jesus. What he's done for you and what you know about him. Amen. The world is waiting to hear. And you'll be empowered and enriched in order to keep on speaking that message until your time is over. You don't have to pray for riches. Sometimes I pray for money when I feel the burden of uh, the finances of the ministry. But it's a very rare, not a common prayer. I just mention, pray, keep on. Keep on! Do the work of God. Don't stop till you've done enough. (laughs) Are you listening? Yes. All right. What was I saying? I was telling you something. The guy got saved. And you know the book he wrote? That's a book I had. Somebody recommended the book. And the book is called Evidence That Demands a Verdict. Like, the, he said the evidence in the books and the testimonies of these people is so much 
that it demands a verdict. A verdict is a decision. Everybody must decide whether this person was God or he was not God. You see, when you do your work well, you will convince a lot of people about Jesus Christ. Amen. Can I have a better amen? Amen. All right. So number one, I'm giving you hundred things you can talk about. Yes. And you, you have each one is a story that you have to be able to tell. Number one, the story of Jesus Christ and the madman of Gadara. Wow. The story of Jesus and the madman of Gadara is you will experience power when you start to tell people about what happened between Jesus and the madman of Gadara. Yes. Start telling people. You see, to be a witness is to say, What, what did you say? Have you seen anything fantastic? Yes. A man completely naked was moving in town. <laughs> and you ask the question, do you have such people in your country? <laughs> have you seen such people in town today? They are around. Do you see, have you seen one before? Yes. Jesus met one. In the case of Jesus, the man who was completely naked, running around, ran to Jesus and knelt down before him. You're telling the story of Jesus. Beautiful story of Jesus. Is that not a song like that? How does that, how does that song go? Or somebody, did somebody sing that song? Kobe has a song like that. Beautiful, there's a song like that, beautiful song. Just sing that part. Beautiful story of Jesus. I'll take it wherever I go. I heard a story of Jesus. Sounded like music You say I don't have revelation Because I'm talking about my savior Jesus You say I don't have revelation You say I don't have revelation Jesus Dispels my doubts and all my fears How marvelous How marvelous Is his love brought to me from above? And oh, it's not just a story, but reality. Sing it again and again and again. Come on. I heard a story of Jesus. Sounded like music in my ears. 
beautiful story of Jesus dispels my doubts and all my fears. How marvelous is his love brought to me from. gave you the best song it's not just a story it's not just a story story of Jesus hey. you see I started to tell the story just I just started to tell you one one of the stories of Jesus yes I've got a hundred stories to tell I don't have revelation. I don't have revelation. <laughs> what is revelation? Wow. Wow. Jesus Christ saw the madman. And the madman came and knelt down and said, Have mercy on me. And then Jesus started to speak to the demons in the man. Do you have such people in your country today? Road, I saw a Takrade in town, Mankesi White House. 
I saw him buy a fruit absolutely naked. I've seen it. Such a person saw Jesus. This is a wonderful story. And the man came and knelt down. Have mercy. And Jesus said, Come out. Come out. And the demon said, Don't send us out of this country. Have you come to torment us? And Jesus said, Jesus saw some pigs. More than 900 pigs. And he said, Go into them. And they went into the pigs, and the pigs immediately did not want to have demons in them. He said, We would rather commit suicide than to have demons in us. From today, you will not have any demons in you. Even pigs don't want to have demons in them. Hey! And the demons, the pigs ran into the sea and said, even though we cannot swim, that is where we are going. We prefer to die. And the water was covered with pigs, dead pigs floating all over the place because demons had entered them. Leaching thousands of demons. And the man was naked. Suddenly he looked at himself and said, What? Somebody bring me a cloth. And they covered him. Oh, cover. They covered him. And somebody else brought him some more things to wear. And some more clothes. Clothes. More clothes. Come and wrap them. A beautiful story. My legs, my legs, cover my legs. I'm not used to seeing my legs like that. And the man said, Jesus, can I follow you? Can I follow you for the rest of my life? For the rest of my days? That's why we sing that song for the rest of my days. I will follow you for the rest of my days. And Jesus said, No. Go and tell what great things Jesus has done for you. Go, you go and talk about me. You tell them. Tell them what great things the Lord has done for you. Why don't you give our Jesus a better club offering? Wow. Is it not a beautiful story, my dear? Don't you want to spend your life talking about this? Beautiful story. Sing it again. Beautiful story of Jesus. This world is dying to know. This was written by Andre Crouch. 
Jesus and the man with the withered hand. Have you seen somebody with a smaller leg before? One leg is smaller. One arm is smaller. One arm is like this. It's withered. Yes. And Jesus said to the man. People were ready to accuse him. Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it forth. And it was restored whole. Wow. A man with a hand like this. Smaller. I've not seen that miracle before. Smaller. Withered. Twisted. And here comes Jesus. So, we talk about Jesus. Just talk about it. Talk about it. Have you seen one before? The hand is like this. Have you seen some before? The hand is like this. And Jesus says, stretch it. Stretch it. I can't stretch it. Stretch it. I said, stretch it. And started to stretch. And started to grow. Evidence that demands a verdict. And this story ends by telling the people you are also going to be made whole in the same way this man's life was changed forever. Your life, every ugly thing in your life is taken away by Jesus Christ. Yes. Number three. The story of Jesus Christ. We are talking about what we've seen and what we've heard. And you must read the story until it's like you were there. Yes. Jesus Christ and Peter's mother-in-law. Hmm. This one affects us because Jesus was coming to Peter's house and he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And we have a lot of fever in Ghana. Malaria. So Jesus, Peter's mother-in-law had malaria. And he touched her hand. And the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. Wow. Fever is the commonest illness in the whole world. 
tonight, Jesus is here to heal any common illness in your life. Because in his time, he was healing the commonest illnesses. If you are here today, you have any common illness. Remember, it is your turn to be healed of a common illness. Number two, anybody who is connected to you is important to Jesus. Yes, because Peter's mother-in-law was connected to Jesus, Peter, and Peter was connected to Jesus, Jesus was interested in as far as Peter's wife's mother. Everyone connected to you in any way today receives a blessing because of you. Peter's mother-in-law was healed. It's a sign to you that Jesus is interested in individuals, not only in the masses. He healed the multitudes, but when he saw an individual, he said, bring your wife's mother. Tonight, as the multitudes are receiving healing, you as an individual are collecting your blessing to the house. Everything that affects you personally is being dealt with tonight. Is it a beautiful story? And then, when Peter's mother arose, all right, she got up and she ministered to them. Tonight, as the story of Jesus unfolds in your life, and you hear this wonderful story of Jesus Christ, you are soon going to arise and go and minister to the masses. Because once God has touched your life, it means it's ministry forever. Yes. Jesus' mother-in-law rose up and began to minister to them. Yes, that will be your story too. Wow. Isn't it a beautiful story? You'll be telling her. You said she got up. She got up and started serving and doing things. Wow. People will be listening to you. You know, I found the most enjoyable preaching of all my different preachings to preach about Jesus. Yes. To me personally. Of all the things. It's not loyalty preaching about loyalty or preaching about this. It's about Jesus. So many places I've stood to talk about him. It's, it's, a, it's a wonder. It's a blessing. You say, I don't have a revelation. Keep watching. This is it. Talk about it. It's there. There's so many things you can, you, can, you can say. How would I be able to say it all? Wow. The healing of Peter's mother-in-law demonstrates the love, compassion, and the interest God has in you. That's how you witness. So you see, he healed the mother-in-law. He likes, he likes individuals. He loves people. He cares about you. That alone should tell you that you need to be saved. You need Jesus Christ. What a blessing. Hallelujah. The next story. Jesus Christ and the ten lepers. 
Jesus Christ and the ten lepers. I'm telling you how to be a witness. Some people feel that when you are witnessing, it's Romans 3.23, all have sinned. Number two, the wages of sin is death. Number three, the free gift of God is eternal life. Number four, as many as receive him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. The story of Jesus is the things, what we have seen and what we have heard. What, what he said and what he did. Talking about them, all these, is the full ability to witness about Jesus Christ. And you must be able to. And anytime you start to speak about the miracles of Jesus, you should know that miracles are going to take place. You are a miracle worker going out of this camp in Jesus' name. And it came to pass, uh, he went to Jerusalem and as he passed through, he entered a certain village and there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. Hallelujah. And they lifted up their eyes and shouted, Jesus, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said, go and show yourself to the priest. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice and glorified God. And he fell down at his feet giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus said, whether not ten cleansed, how come only one Samaritan has come back to say thank you? And he said to the man, thy faith has made thee whole. Hallelujah. Today, this is the story of Jesus healing leprosy. Today, leprosy is not incurable. It is caused by a bacteria called Mycobacterium leprae. Is that not so? M. leprae. But in those days, it was like, if you get it, you are dead. It's a bit like cancer today. Even cancer is having these days, they are, they are fighting it in a way to make it a chronic disease so that you don't really die. You die from other things. That is their aim. And you see that with leprosy, at that time, with the technology they had, it was incurable. So for Jesus to heal 10 incurable people, it's like healing um, adenocarcinoma of the prostate. One, CA advanced CA of the breast. Two, squamous cell carcinoma of the skin. Four, malignant melanoma. Five, you will never get this disease in Jesus' name. Five, cancer of the stomach. Three, cancer of the cervix. CA, pancreas. Ovarian cancer. Renal cell cancer. Uh, tongue cancer of the tongue. Nasopharyngeal carcinoma and uh, the bone one, osteo, osteosarcoma. That is, it's like 10 cancers healed by Jesus Christ. Wow, 10 of them together. Together. And he just spoke afar. He, they were afar. So today you may be far away at the back, but the miracle is coming to you over there. From afar, because of the sickness, they don't come near. So the people got to learn that when you, when you touch a person, you get it, like Ebola. 
you learn with time that those who touch, those who visit, and those who attend their funerals, soon follow them to the grave. So they discovered it with leprosy that when I touch you, Father, all the examples of cancer here, I cancel them. They shall never happen in the name of Jesus. They will die, but they will never die from these diseases. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey! Ten of them solid ones. My Jesus. Your Jesus. From afar. Hey! Hey, over there. Receive it. That is why when you are far away, and when even hands are not laid on you, you must know that the power of Jesus is able to reach you wherever you are. <laughs> wow. This is the story of Jesus. Ten, ten. A list of ten. Solid. In one. Ten in one. Ten in one. Ten in one. Incurables. Yes. From afar. From afar. And out of the ten, I told you yesterday, we have LLs. Low lovers. We have what? HLs. Eh? High lovers. And we have NLs. No lovers. And then we have TL. Twisted lovers. This guy, nine of them, were no lovers and low lovers. But one out of the ten said, I'm going to relocate the man. He was standing fine. He whistled. <laughs> hey, you, be healed. I don't want to take it that it was due to psychology or it was something else. When he went in that direction and he said it, I think that that is when we were healed. I'm going to find him and say thank you. Only one was an HL, high lover. And he came and Jesus asked, how many of you, were you not 10? And only one has come back to say thank you. Grateful people get more than ungrateful people. And Jesus said, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole, which is sozo. Sozo is a bigger word than those who were cleansed. The word sozo is salvation. Thy faith has made thee sozo. Yeah. (laughs) Grateful people get more, you see. And grateful people think they've got what there is to get. Yes. They think, oh, this man, this is what we can get from him. And we have it. But there are some people who know that even though I've received a lot, just even knowing that I have to be grateful, they are the ones who even receive much more. As time goes by, they seem to even get more because their gratefulness exposes them to the fountains that are behind. Yes. When you see a river at where you are, for miles it has been flowing. You are seeing only a part of the river. It's been flowing for hundreds of miles. Yes. Yes. Hundreds of miles. You have no idea. One day I passed by a little stream in Uganda. And they told me this is the beginning of the river Nile. Yes. Huge river. One of the longest, if not the longest in the whole world. I don't know if it's the longest. That is the beginning. Right here. 
this little thing. So there's more. There's more. But there was only one person with the gratefulness. He said, I want to come back. I'll find him. I know he's having campaigns. I'll find him. He was passing by. Wow. You will not die from that disease. In Jesus' name. And the miracle demonstrates God's love for you. And that greater love is here tonight to bless you. Hallelujah. Four stories. Five. Jesus and the two blind men. (laughs) And when Jesus came to the ruler's house, he said unto them, Give place, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in, took her by the hand, and the maid arose. When he was coming to the house, he parted them. Two blind men followed him, crying, Thou son of David, have mercy. I think I read this story on Sunday. Right? They said, Have mercy on us. And when he was coming to us, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened. Hallelujah. Two blind men. Two blind men. Two blind men. Even when you have problems, you must link yourself to the correct fellowship. Because these two guys, together, they pursue Jesus together. May you have good friends who will help you to pursue Jesus forever. Yes. Because if one of them had been against the move, they wouldn't have seen Jesus. Yes. They wouldn't have seen Jesus. So two blind men. Alright. And Jesus ignored them. They followed him. So maybe it seems as if God is not minding you. But I have news for you. He has heard your cry. And listen to what they cried. They said, have mercy. Jesus is very merciful. Because many problems, uh, there is a cause. Yes. There is a cause. One day I saw a small video. They, some two guys, they caught them and they put a tire around them. They were going to burn them. And when I saw, I said, is this? And I think they burned them. I didn't see. Huh? Yeah. And apparently, these two guys have been terrorizing that village. They have been raping the women. Is that not so? Raping, attacking them, raping them. So they cut them and bend them. So what I'm trying to say is that sometimes you see a problem and it looks fantastic. But you even try to wonder where this thing is from. Uh, the Bible says, a, co- a curse causeless shall not come. A curse causeless shall not come. Do you see a curse, causeless, shall not come. So, there are reasons for things. 
That is why in many things, the best prayer is praying for mercy. Yeah. Mercy. Yeah. Actually, you will learn more to trust in the mercy than in your faith. Lord, have mercy. 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 So, all the people, most of the people who got you, they prayed for mercy. Yeah, they prayed for mercy. Wow. Yeah. Pray, Lord, for mercy. And that's a prayer. There's not much legal reason not to answer that prayer. Like, free me now. I ask and demand and declare. There may be some legal reason not to free you. But have mercy on me. That one, there's no legality because you've admitted that you need mercy. So you are praying for mercy. So that's usually a safer line to go when you are going to. So blind people, when they saw Jesus, mostly mercy. Mercy. Thou son of David, have mercy. And then Jesus turned to them and asked, Do you believe? Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said unto him, yes, we believe, we believe, we believe. Their eyes were closed. Two blind men, we believe, we believe, we believe, we believe. Two, two guys should come here. Stand here, just two guys. Close your eyes. Put your Bible down. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. And lift your hands and we believe, we believe, we believe. Come down, come down a bit. Come down. Uh-huh. Still, we'll be asking for. I believe. Wow. Wow. Look at them. Two blind men crying. Oh. Two blind men crying. Huh? You are tired of being blind. <laughs> hey! And what did Jesus say? Next verse. Next verse. Then he touched their eyes. This is what we call evidence that demands a verdict. Yes, evidence that demands. A... When you read this, if it is true, there is not an ordinary person. If this is true, it's not an ordinary person. Yes. If if it is true, it's not an ordinary person. It demands your belief in Jesus Christ. And when you have your eyes have been opened, is that how you stand there? You know, normally. No problem. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Next one. 
Jesus Christ and the man with the impediment in his speech. Yeah. And they bring unto him one that was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they beseech him to put his hand upon him. And he took him aside and put his fingers in his, to his ears and he spit and touched his tongue. And in looking up to heaven, he sighed and said unto him, Ephatha, that is, be open. And straight away his ears were open and the string of his tongue was loosed. And he became plain. And he charged them that they should tell no man. But the more he charged them, so more they made a great deal. And they published it. And where beyond measure, as Tony is saying, he has done all things well. He has made both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. Wow. Huh? What a story. We have a deaf and dumb school. No, do you know why it is? I, I mean, like, I pray for the sick. I also pray for the sick. You know? But. It's sad to say. It's sad to say that the difference between what I see and what I'm reading here is like then God, these people they were not in a service. Oh. There's no service. Nobody sang, I am the Lord that He let no, there's nothing like that. There's no hymns, no singing, nothing. Just discussing with you. So this is your problem. <laughs> okay, so you have this problem. You can't speak when the person Like something blocked the speaking. I don't know what kind of person Jesus was. Certainly he was not a man. Yes. If these things are true, it's not a small small thing. You haven't seen one before? Jesus because he cannot hear. Jesus Christ, clap for Jesus Christ. Hey. Wow. It becomes more and more wonderful. More and more and more wonderful. What a story. It's amazing that this one you say this, we have no revelation. We are rather speaking about success without limits. When we are supposed to be witnesses unto Jesus 
What do we talk about? some of this in your country? Where you come from, do you have some of this? Have you seen some of this before? The man that we are following, his name is Jesus Christ. When he saw one like this, a man with an impediment in the speech, and he couldn't hear, he sighed, he breathed, and he said, a path. He sighed, he looked up to heaven. And he said unto Epata, which means be open. Be open. <laughs> next verse, next verse. Be open. And straight away his ears were open. But his tongue, to minister to his tongue. Yeah. <laughs> you are healed. Ah. Thank you, Lord. I, I can speak. I can speak. Yeah. Wow. Look, there is no pastor on earth, man of God, woman of God, prophet or whatever, who is like this. We are so different. Yes. So Jesus is our, like he is the hero that we are following. Like we are trying to be like Jesus. I want to be more like you. Like every day we want to be a little more like Jesus if possible. A little more like Jesus. It's our obligation to tell these stories. Who is going to tell them? Instead of rewriting the constitution of the church to include Men marrying men. Even why not even leave the topic all alone? And look at that. Instead of leaving the topic, you are now, that is the main thing you are discussing every day. Abortion, gay marriages, prosperity, what have you. And the real message to testify that God became a man. This is what he was doing. Unless it's not true. Unless it's not true. But it's true. History. Pontius Pilate. Josephus, a historian, not a Christian. He wrote all these things in his history book. Yes. Herod, Caesar, Augustus Caesar, who was there at the time when Jesus was born. All these people. When he went to Caesarea, Jesus uh, the, went to Caesarea. Caesarea is a place named after Caesar. Caesar. So he named it Caesarea. Yes, Caesarea. Caesar's city, a town, area. Caesar's area. He built cities. Caesarea, there were two Caesareas. 
So when we go to Israel, you see, we'll go to Caesarea. You see. Yeah. And these were real people. They were there. And Jesus came at the time. It's so real. I don't know what you are preaching about. You are healed. Go back. Wow. What a blessing. Charlie, the miracles are wild. The next one is the story of Jesus Christ and the man with dropsy. The man with dropsy. Luke chapter 14. Now, the Bible says, And behold, there was a certain man before him which had the dropsy. Dropsy is... The word for swollen. So dropsy is medically known as edema. Edema. So this man had the dropsy. Alright? And Jesus took the man with edema. Dropsy is a swelling. Swollen hands and legs. Probably in the face as well. Doctor, what disease is that? Edema. Nephrotic syndrome, liver disease, heart disease, kidney disease. Do we have some in Ghana today? Do you have swollen people on the wards? How many have seen a swollen person on the ward before? Swollen legs, lymphedema, elephantiasis, mutuera bancrofti. Filariasis. With swollen legs. Swollen arms. A man with swollen. The man was standing there. The scrotum can be swollen as well. And he saw Jesus. If Jesus can heal me. And there were some pastors there. Were saying that it's not right to heal at this time. You don't heal on Saturdays. <laughs> we are somewhere. You haven't seen somebody that is swollen before. You are, you are new. You are young. Swollen the stomach.
Jesus, I don't know you. I don't know your message. Can you heal me? And Jesus healed him. And then the swelling went up. And the man, I wanted, he wants to wee wee. What do we wee? Because wee wee. Start wee wee. And the things started coming out. Wee wee. Wee wee. Because the kidney has not been working, so it's not been going out. So the water is inside still. So I want to wee wee. Wee 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 wee. Big stomach. I didn't even hear the message. All I heard was that you are around. When you see sick people, it's not about the message, oh. There's nobody else like you. Is there not a song like that? Nobody else like you. Not my mother, not my father, not my sister, not my brother. Nobody else will do. That's why I love you. There's nobody else like you. Do you understand this song, Sarah?
yes, that's why this is so I better. You. There's nobody else like you. Nobody else. That's why I love you. There's nobody else like you. Let's sing a hymn. Let's sing a hymn. How sweet. The name of Jesus sounds. How sweet the name of Jesus sounds in a believer's ear. It suits his sorrows, heals his wounds, and drives away. from the top. How sweet the name of Jesus sounds in a believer's ear. It suits his sorrows, heals his wounds, and drives Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. How sweet the name of Jesus sounds. You see, the Christians who wrote these hymns, they were focused on Jesus. Who was Jesus? What is he? What was he like? And that is why Jesus is the center. Jesus is the center of my joy. Jesus You're the center of my joy And all that's good and perfect come from you You're the heart of my contentment Hope for all Hope for all I do Jesus Mm. You're the center of my joy Jesus, you are the center of my joy. Sing it again. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect come from you. You're the heart of my contentment. Hope for all I do. You're the center of my 
never lost my direction. You're the compass for my way. You are the fiery light when the night is long and cold. You're the voices of my children in my family and my home. You are the source and the finisher of my highest dream. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. And all that's good and perfect come from you. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment. Hope for all I do. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. Wow. It is our obligation to go and speak about Jesus, the man who healed the man with dropsy. Dropsy is an old word for edema. Swollen man. How many of you didn't even know that Jesus had healed a swollen man? Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Most of us, we didn't know that the man was swollen. Edema. Those of you who work on the hospital, you know how pathetic and pitiful it is when you see these things. Doctors and medical, don't you get scared sometimes when you go to the ward? Me, I was afraid, though. When I was, I said, hey, what sickness is this? You even become scared. These are the people, I say, nothing matters to them than to be healed. That's why they will sing after they are healed. They will sing, how sweet the name of Jesus sounds. Yeah. I believe it soothes my sorrows. Heals his wounds and, and tries our that's, that's what they yeah. Not these current songs you hear them say, Hey, imagine you, oh, you want to go there, all right, gonna make you new, all right, you get how runs one, two, Jesus, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bubble. did you have out of the hundred? Seven? You see that witness is not as simple as you thought. (laughs) Number seven. Jesus and the Syrophoenician's woman's daughter. Jesus and the Syrophoenician's daughter's woman's daughter. Syrophoenician. And he went into the borders of Sidon and he entered in a house and would have no man know about it, but he could not be hid. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said, let the children first be filled. It's not me to take the children's bread and cast it unto the dogs. 
She answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord, yet the dogs are not the table. Eat out of the children's crumbs. And he said unto her, For this thy saying, for this thy saying, go thy way. The devil is gone out of thy daughter. And when she was come to her house, she found the devil gone out and her daughter laid upon the bed. Amen. Jesus arose and went to Tyre and Sidon. Jesus traveled away from his hometown. The further you go from your hometown, the more fantastic miracles you will see. Amen. Some people are not open and honest about their family problems. This woman was honest about her daughter. That my daughter has a devil. Some people would rather be presenting their daughter for engagement. Who say, my daughter is very fine. If you marry my daughter, you'll be happy. Do you see? But they know that the daughter has a devil. So brothers, when you are going to do engagement, be careful because you must know that most families don't tell the truth about their daughters. The daughter. She doesn't brush her teeth. She doesn't like batting. She doesn't clean anywhere. She's usually smelling. She likes quarreling. She has a devil. But they won't say it. They say, oh, you are blessed to get married our daughter. But they are thinking in their head, hey, this trouble is going away. We are so happy. The boy is a fool, pa. But this Syrophoenician woman, she came, she said, my daughter has a devil. My daughter has, it's my daughter, but I know. She has a devil. It's my daughter, but I, she has a devil. People don't say that, isn't it? That's what will get you your healing. When you start being honest about your family issues, some of you are hiding the fact that you are staying with somebody. You say it's your uncle. <laughs> you say it's your uncle you are staying with. It's not your uncle. Huh? It's not your uncle. You say you are working at this shop. That you know that you are not working there. <laughs> you are the shop owner's girlfriend. Okay. Hold your neighbor and say, You've been caught. It's not easy to admit the truth about your family. Yes. Some of you, if you were to be very honest and say, our family, we don't have money. You'll be surprised you will get a new parent. 
to care for you. But because every day you pose us. <laughs> it's like, oh. My, 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 my father. Yeah, he's traveled to the UK. He's not traveled to the UK. This woman was honest. I said, look, my daughter, and if I want to be honest, there's a real devil in my own beautiful daughter. Instead of going to give her to marry somebody, I brought her to you for deliverance. Because she's not ready for marriage. Any brother from today who is about to marry a daughter with a devil... You have escaped by the power of grace. Whatever is blinding you. Whatever is not allowing you to see the devil is taken away from your eyes right now. You will never, from this month, you will never be deceived by a devil daughter. You see that talking about Jesus can bring up so many different revelations. Number three, every man of God is anointed for certain people. And when he's anointed for your type, then your type will receive an easy miracle. Amen. Wow. Your type will receive. So if somebody is anointed for you, Start enjoying the power that is coming to your life through that person. Yeah, because people are anointed. He said, I cannot give this to the dogs. I am a a father for my children. It belongs to my children. There are certain things that are only determined for you because you are one of the children. You see, as a pastor, I have a grace for the people who are my children. Yes. And there are people, to every man of God, there are people who are children and dogs. Yes. I may be a dog to TDJs. And he may have his children. And then he also has the dogs. So I may fall into the dogs when I go near TDJs. Because... I'm not one of his children. 
in that sense. But there are people that are his children. So everywhere, make sure you go where you are one of the children, not one of the dogs. This woman had come to attend a service where she was in the dogs category. And the children were also there. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. I cannot waste power. When I give you power, I cannot put on my light tonight. My power bank is is, is empty. (laughs) Hallelujah. So he did not want to do the miracle for the woman. But there is a key that will access you to every power. It's the key of humility. The woman said, I accept that I am a dog. Some of you that said, what? You are calling me a dog. I mean, just because you are a man of God, does it mean that you should insult us? You just get up and speak anyhow. You just get up and you, you, you speak whatever. You say, I'm a dog. People are dog. What do you mean by that? The fact that you are a man of God doesn't mean that you can just speak anyhow, insulting people and so on. You don't, you don't know how to talk. Just most of my daughter, I'm bring the daughter and go. There are other men of God in town. Come and let's go. But Jesus, the, the woman said, I'm a dog. I am a dog. I am a what? Please heal. He gives the crabs up for him for dogs. She answered Jesus. I mean, I couldn't even the logic. Crabs also go to dogs. Yeah. There are some people, they have clever answers. And those type of people, my, this clever answer was an answer for humility. Yeah. One day I went to watch a film somewhere. I think one of the only times I've watched a film as a grown-up in a, in a cinema. In a what do you call it? Places where they watch them. What is it called? No, not in Ghana. Silver cinema film. Is it always called Silver Bed? Theater. And the film that I was watching, I'm talking about quick thinking. The film that I was watching was uh, The Passion. Yeah, I think I just come out. And you know the passion, they speak uh, Aramaic. And they write the English. So we were sitting there and there was a brother who was sitting there. He was talking, he was explaining to us. And then there was a lady, a white lady sitting there, or a white man or white lady or whatever. So she turned to the brother. And they told her, you are disturbing us. And the brother immediately turned to her and said, do you speak Aramaic? I mean, the film was in Aramaic. He turned to her and said, do you speak Aramaic? The film is in Aramaic. The English is written there. Is, don't speak Aramaic. Be quiet. We are not disturbing you. Do you understand? Do you understand? So you are disturbed. Sir. Do, do you speak Aramaic? That was the answer. Whenever I read this story, I remember that story too. Do you speak Aramaic? The woman said, yeah, dogs are also eating crabs. We like it. And Jesus said, for this thy saying, this thing that you said, watch out what you say in your private. 
apart place at home for this thy saying, this thing that you said. Elijah, Elijah said, I'm tired. He said, oh, you are tired. Elijah said, I'm the only one. You are the only one. I have so many people. 6,000, we have never found. You say, you are tired. Okay, go and call Elisha. You say, you don't like the, the work I gave you again? You don't like? Okay. Ah, uh, this, this one. You say, it's, you are, you are <laughs> for this saying, Remember the woman, she said in her heart, the woman of the issue of blood, she said in her heart, if I may but touch, she said it in her heart, if I may but touch. So what you say, notice it. You can have what you say. And it is noted in heaven. For this thy saying, the devil is gone out of it. Go home. So watch what you say. Those of you who criticize, you speak, and Watch out. Don't complain about your mother. Don't complain about your father. Don't complain about anything. That even made me stop preaching about leadership. I don't like speaking much about the art of leadership because every example in leadership, when you give an example, the bad examples are about the government, mostly. I mean, African governments. Almost every bad example of, or every good example of a bad example, you can find it in African leaders. And the way we do our things. Yes. So I, I stopped talking about it because I don't want to complain about the nation or about the government, whatever. It, it's not a good thing. Yeah. It's not a good thing. Watch what you say. Because what you say is being heard in heaven. The Bible says, cast not the king, no, not in thy chamber. Yes. So, those of you who speak, you talk, you criticize, you analyze, watch out. You gotta watch out. You better watch out. Anyway, so when the woman got home, wow. So, you may be in your house. The devil is going out far away. That's why you can call me on the phone. And I can pray with you and the devil will go out 10,000 miles away. Because in the spirit, there's no distance. You can see it in all the miracles. The 10 lepers were far. It does, the distance doesn't matter when it comes to miracles. 10 lepers were far. The, this one was in the house. But the miracles were happening there, happened there, happened there, happened there. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. When people don't have faith, that is when you even lay hands on them. In Mark 6, when the Bible says they... They did not believe in Jesus and they were asking, whose father? Are you not your father? Are you not, is that not your sister? Is that not this? Is that not this? That Bible says he could not do miracles save he lay hands on a few folk <laughs> and heal few sick folk and heal them. That's all. It's when people don't have faith, you have to be laying hands. But by remote, somebody can say, at where you are, things are changing starting from Starting from June, this month begins a change. And you'll be surprised it will start to happen. Go home to your daughter. And when she went home, the daughter was healed. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering for the Syrophoenician miracle. We can preach about Jesus all day long. Is that not true? Wow. Where are we now? How many do you have? 
the nobleman's son. Jesus and the nobleman's son. John chapter 4, verse 46. So Jesus came again into, the, into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Jesus said unto him, Except you see signs and wonders. And the nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down before my child die. And Jesus said, Go thy way, thy son liveth. Amen. Now, in this case, the man was suffering. The man, boy was sick. The nobleman's son and the nobleman wanted him to come to his house. And Jesus went, did not go to the house. Amen. Jesus did not go to the house, but he said, go thy way, thy son liveth. As he was going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, thy son liveth. And they inquired of him the hour he began to amend. And they said unto him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. Amen. Wow. Yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. Amen. So there is a time when the miracle begins to happen. And it's important for you to trace and testify and connect the power of God to what good thing has happened to you. Trace it. Trace it. Trace the power of God. Trace it. That is why it's good for us to give testimonies. And trace the change in your life to the time that you started to hear this message and you heard this word and you listened to this and you came to a camp. You should trace it. Because the man traces it. What time did, what time did the healing start? At the seventh hour. Just exactly when Jesus said, Go thy way, thy son liveth. People who don't trace miracles and don't trace the blessing in their life, they are often ungrateful people and they will even give another reason to the healing. Apart from the fact of what Jesus says, Oh, at that time, the fever would have ended anyway because the fever goes after 48 hours. So, by the time Jesus said it, it was 48 hours and then the healing has disappeared because the malaria parasites will enter the liver and multiply before they will come out again after 48 hours. So, it's a normal time for the healing to, uh, what do you call it, to come. That's how a lot of people talk. God loves people who start tracing things. I remember a brother, he was supposed to die two years. I remember praying for him. But you see, you can, you can, he was given two years. You can trace being alive to being prayed for. I remember a lady who was asked, was given to die. She was prayed for. She's still alive. In fact, the doctor told her, I know only two people in the whole world who are alive with your sickness. Not even in Ghana, abroad. Yeah. The only two people are, she's still alive. She was supposed to be dead long time, long time. When they, te- they te- even I even questioned the, the report when the, I asked to see the report myself. And I questioned as that they should re- redo the pathology. Because I, 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 I did not like the diagnosis and I also accepted it. And I, I said it can be something else. 
Very reserved. Confirm. Pathologist, pathologist, pathologist. It is this. So, so, and so, and so, so, cancer of whatever. Still, moving around. Healthy. Living. You could trace it to natural whatever. Or you could also trace it to this prayer. Because a lot of prayers where miracles happen, it will not be, I prayed for you at this moment, I know that you're healed. But you say, that I, I just didn't die. Or I feel that I'm healed. And you could trace it. But this noble man, he was a good man. That's why he's in the Bible among the 21 miracles. Oh yeah, because he was tracing his blessing to Jesus. Instead of leaving it open-ended. He said, oh well, <laughs> you know sometimes there are remissions. Sometimes things spontaneous remission, spontaneous resolving of the fever. You know, and also the treatment that we've had in the hospital and this and that and that and that and that. But this man said, he inquired the hour he began to amend. Amend. You are amending. You are amending. In Jesus' name. Now, I'll tell you something. Shall I tell you? Listen carefully. You have to believe in miracles of Jesus even more. See, this is a story to tell. You have to believe in miracles of Jesus even more than our generation. Why? There are more sicknesses in your time. Yes, Billy Graham said, you know, when he was younger, diseases that they only heard of in very old people. Now, he, he wrote a book in his very, very old age. I think it may be his last book. But I read it. I was surprised I read it, the whole book. He said diseases that were only found in old people are now being found in younger people. And one of the difficulties of growing old is the death of good people that you love. So you are going to have to believe more in miracles and talk more about Jesus. And the wonder miracles that he did. Yes. All the time. And believe in miracles. Even though you believe in science. Believe in miracles. And when you have two things to choose. As to which one is the cause of this. Either the science or the miracle. Always choose the the miracle. Choose the Jesus. Like is it a natural healing? Okay, Because I started to take vitamins. It has gone. Or is it the power of God? And you, you are not sure which one it is. Choose, ascribe it to the power of God. Yeah, well, you can choose what you want to ascribe it to. I choose to ascribe Jesus. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Wow. Are you still around? How many miracles, how many, how many of the stories of Jesus do we have? Only nine. Ninety-one more. I think we need to take a break so that we can wee-wee. How many want to wee-wee? The whole crowd wants to wee-wee. Are you using both sides? There's a toilet on that side. There's one here. Do you know about both ends? You don't know? Which one do you know? Well, there's one here. This is the one you know. And there's another one there. But they are hidden. It's, it's called a hidden man. One of them is called Crypto's Place. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hidden place. 
I've only told you nine stories of Jesus. Yeah. 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 Beautiful stories of Jesus. Yeah. And you, you must start witnessing with such stories. Yeah. Start and I want to tell you what Jesus did, this and that, and come to tell you, you know, there was a madman. You have you seen the, such madman before? I saw one at a, 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 a quick pick, Osu. Do you know quick pick? Osu. Barclays Bank, Osu, Oxford Street. What is the name of that, those shops? Uh, uh, um, Kuala. <laughs> Naked. Movie was walking on the main Oxford Street. Have you seen him before? There was a woman. I saw her. Anyway, this is what happened in the case of Jesus. You tell the story. You, I've preached all this at Crusades. Start. Tell, I tell the story. I'm relaxed when I'm preaching at Crusades. I'll, tell, I'll take my time and tell the story. The people want to hear. Mainly, they've not heard these stories before. It's, 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 that's what we are called to do. It's our obligation. Because as we tell the story of Jesus, those with the perverted stories coming to say, this man is a perverter, he's against the government, is this, is they are all lying. Yeah. It is our beautiful story of Jesus that we have to tell. Amen.